And here we are at the March 2022 gathering of Writers Retreat. And welcome everybody. At my count, we have almost everybody I heard from. There's one more person that I haven't heard from. Uh, wait a minute. Let's see. Oh. Okay. Uh, this is Writer's Retreat for March 2022. And uh, at last count, we had everyone that I've heard from, with the exception of one who may have come in. But um, the more the merrier. And uh, just to share with all of you the trap that I just fell into, which is that you cannot unmute yourself until you find the got it button. So um, I hope everyone can hear me and I hope you're finding it. I'll just keep blabbering. Yes, we're hearing, we're hearing you, Deborah. You're sounding great. Uh, I heard somebody bark, bark. Maybe that was the six, the, you know, the person you didn't. Somebody you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> so there's one phone okay. number. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the people that I have heard from who want to read are all here but one, but maybe she's on the way. Uh, so at any rate, but because we are a very small group, why don't we go around briefly just so we hear everyone's voice at least once, say who we are, where we are, and anything else that we want to say that's news about writing. So I am Deborah Kendrick, and I'm currently in St. Petersburg, Florida. And um, I do believe I'm about to begin writing another book, a book about parenting. So that's my news. Um, let's see. First person here was Deanna. So Deanna, why don't you go next? Okay. Did I get muted when you started the recording? I hope not. You're good. Yeah, You're good. Okay. You're good. All right, this is a short story entitled, Do You Believe in Magic? Oh, I don't want you to read yet. I want you to introduce yourself. Okay. I'm Deanna <laughs> Quietwater, I live in Columbia, Missouri. I've been writing since childhood, have things all over the place, but nothing really coherent until last January when I wrote an, an entire book all by myself which included essays, um, biography stuff, poetry, um, musings, just um, about my life with my nine guide dogs. Deanna, that was perfect. That was wonderful. But I have to say, your book was not called All By Myself, but what a cool title for a book. No, no, that was what I, what I meant was I have a lot of stuff in anthologies and stuff. I think I'm in five different anthologies and magazines and newspapers okay. and weird places. No, my book is titled 50 Years of Walking with Friends. Thank you. Okay, yes. Sally. Sang All By Myself. <laughs> uh, you started um, something else. Uh, I think that was Elton John, but I want to say Elton John. Eric, I'm not Eric sure. Car Eric Carmen, maybe. Oh no, that, maybe, maybe not. 
I don't know. No, maybe not. You'll have to no. ask Alexa again. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll find out. I'll, I'll mute myself and find out while you're talking, Sally. So. Okay. Sally, would you like to introduce yourself? Okay. I'm Sally Rosenthal. Um, I'm in Philadelphia, and I have been writing on assignment, book reviews, um, academic chapters, um magazines for about 40 years and since I retired I only do book reviews for a specific magazine Best Friends Animal Society and in December with Deanna's urging um, I published Peonies in Winter A Journey Through Lost Grief and Healing Awesome Thank and it's you. wonderful. <laughs> well, I I got to tell you, Deanna's book is wonderful too. And we were in Leonard's critique group. We were all so happy to be able to read it chapter by chapter and see it come out as a book. Oh, nice, nice. Um, well, and I can uh, concur that both of them are wonderful because I've read enough writing by both of you, even though I have not yet underline read the either entire book so um mary highland mary you uh, used to be here. i am here oh, yeah. i had been muted because that you. was dora who barked oh of course <laughs> yeah. it was an attractive well, she wanted bark, to introduce however. herself to the group you wanted to say hello yes, I think she heard something outside, so I didn't correct her. But anyway, I'm Mary Highland in Columbus, Ohio, and I am now one of the writers for our special magazine. Thanks to Deborah. You're welcome. And everyone is benefiting, so it's good. Um, okay. Uh, Abby. Excuse me. Oh, goodness. Yeah, you call on me and then I choke up. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm Abby Taylor. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Let me grab a drink here. Um, isn't it odd how those things happen at the most inopportune moments? But anyway, um, I live in Sheridan, Wyoming, and I am the author of six books, the latest one being Why Grandma Doesn't Know Me. And this afternoon, I just submitted an excerpt to the Wyoming Arts Council's Blanchon Doubleday Fellowship Competition. And if I were to win, I would get $2,000, which I hope I could use to pay off the Dvorkins for publishing the last book. I've been doing it in installments. And, you know, I'm sure they would, they deserve to get the money up front, but I just couldn't afford to do it this time around. But uh, hopefully that is will work. We'll see. Oh, anyway. Abby, that's wonderful. Congratulations. Well, We're all pulling for you. That's, well, that's thank great. you. Thank yeah. you. That's thank great. You. And Alan, I know, you know, you, you, you don't count yourself as one of us, but you are anyway. I mean, you write the clearest explanations and instructions of anybody I know. So anyway, introduce yourself. Yes, I'm Alan Limley. I live in Brandon, Mississippi. Uh, I, I'm told I have a slight accent, but I'm not sure if that's true or not. But uh, uh, 
I write lots of emails, and uh, <laughs> but 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 I like doing that. I, I used to write tax memos when I was uh, employed, but uh, uh, I, I like writing explanatory emails much better. Uh, and Eric Harmon was the one that sang all by myself because I did confirm that. <laughs> and he, he's the former, the former lead singer of the Raspberries. I think he's from Cleveland, Ohio, originally, if I remember Casey Kasem's really? many times I've, I've listened to Casey Kasem's uh, American Top 40 from the 70s. But anyway, uh, that's enough about that, I guess. So uh, well, I, I, uh, think, but, I think at some point you should enter a. Uh, a trivia contest for, you know, who sang what kind of thing. Well, uh, so I can embarrass myself anyway. But thanks for letting me hang out with you guys. I, I enjoy yeah. you guys. So uh, uh, I, I will I will sit and listen mainly. So Thanks. So, and, and of course, we wouldn't be able to hold these meetings if Alan didn't send out the notices and let us all know and send out second notices to all of us who forget and send meeting IDs to hosts who can't remember them and stuff like that. But anyway, <laughs> so, um, well, um, I want to make sure that I know what I have so far is that uh, Deanna has a story and Abby has a story. Mary, did you decide to do anything? I did decide to not do oh, anything. <laughs> to not do anything. Okay. Yes. And, and Abby, I mean, not Abby, Sally. How about you? I didn't do anything. For me. I decided I was going to do something, and then I got caught up in finishing The Heron's Cry by Anne <laughs> Cleves, and it got too late, so no. Okay. okay. Well, then that makes me feel less guilty that I have something to read. Um, it's not <laughs> not great, so don't get excited. I'm going to go first um, to get it out of the way. So uh, I write for our special, too, Um Obviously, that's Mary says thanks to me. That's how I got her invited. And um, my column is, is called Kendrick Insight, and everybody else has a topic, except when Cassell was talking about it for uh, Writer's Party Line. <laughs> I kind of cracked up. I was really glad I was on mute because she was like, we have one person who does fitness and one person who does travel. And and then we have Deborah who writes whatever she wants to. <laughs> That's kind of how that works out. Anyway, but um, I try to have it have some connection to family and some connection to blindness, but not necessarily. But anyway, so I just finished mine today because I'm always late with everything. And um, I wanted to read it to you guys, A, because I just finished it and I want to find out if it's any good, but it's too late if it's not because it's gone. But also, I think part of the topic, I was interested in hearing what you guys have to say about it. So here we go. It's called um, Kendrick Insight, The Power of Thanks. I suspect we all have certain iconic experiences buried in our brains that surface now and then to remind us of lessons learned, mistakes never to be repeated, or extreme joy or sorrow. The decades old preserved memory that surfaced and prompted this column was a letter I received from my mother-in-law when my first child was nearing her first birthday. Had I, she wanted to know, ever received the gift from great aunt Evelina, which I had been sent from many states away upon news of my daughter's birth? I had. 
It was a totally lackluster gift that I didn't remember months, let alone decades after the fact. Maybe a packet of bibs or diapers or something else functional, albeit no less appreciated. But shame on me. I had not acknowledged the kindness in any way. I knew the importance of writing thank you notes, but this one had been neglected and I was mortified. This sweet little old lady thousands of miles away was hounding my mother-in-law because I had lost my manners. Of course, we all get busy and allow some tasks to slide off our personal radar screens, but it seems to me that the art, and it is a bit of an art, of writing simple notes has become arduous for those of us who are blind. When I was young, writing thank you notes was almost easy. When I say easy, I mean from the physical perspective of getting the job done without sight. Many of us who have grown up without sight were not taught handwriting. I did learn print letters before becoming blind at age five, so have always been able to print simple notes in an emergency. But my printing looks like a child's, embarrasses me, and thus would never be used to convey thanks or any other thoughtful sentiment. The typewriter was the tool of choice for me and many others who grew up before the advent of personal computers. After my wedding, for example, the task was completely manageable. I made a braille list of gifts and recipients on a few sheets of paper. I had pretty little cards that I could roll into a typewriter, compose a few sentences <clears throat> expressing our combined gratitude, add a postage stamp, and cross the name off the list. As tools and technology became more sophisticated, however, some simple tasks actually became more complex. Writing notes from a blind perspective is one of them. Many blind people have never learned to write with a pen, let alone write with the care and eye appeal that a thank you note deserves. In those typewriter days, personal notes could be written on any weight or size of paper. As a teenager, I loved collecting pretty stationery for this purpose and had all the boxes and tablets labeled in braille. As we all began using computers, however, that simple task became complex. With word processing skills and the right printer, it is possible to print a small note and address its envelope with assistive technology. But doing so takes time and skill the average blind or low vision computer user does not have. So how do we handle this social dilemma? If your great aunt, oh dear, oh dear. If your great aunt Evelina sends you a baby gift, do you just, Say thank you to the air around you and hope she catches the psychic wave? Of course not. I still sometimes, uh, I still, time, still sometimes forget with shame to express appropriate gratitude for gifts 
friends and family have spent time, talent, and treasure to extend to me. But I know that the right thing to do is to express it in whatever way I can. You don't need to take a special course to customize your documents to various sizes of notes. And if technology isn't your strong suit, you don't even have to say thanks on real paper at all. The important thing is the message, not the form it takes. If you can send email, say thank you in an email. If you can send text messages, that can work too, as long as you carefully proofread your composition before sending. And if neither of these work, just pick up the phone. Channel your inner Stevie Wonder for a moment and sing a bar of, I just called to say I thank you. What matters? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. What matters is that the thanks is delivered to notify the sender that the gift was received. And yes, I did write a note to that lady whom I never met and made it a long, silly letter to compensate for the delay. I'm pretty sure she forgave me. There's no real time limit on kindness or on gratitude either. Thank you for laughing. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it's charming. Yeah, it is quite charming. Thank you. I I really like it. Yeah. I tend to write yeah. poems and, <laughs> and yeah. send those. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. So um, what I wondered while I was writing it was, A, what people, but I want to know what do people do uh, logistically? You know, like, I mean, I know some people can still do handwriting. And, you know, if my handwriting didn't look like I was five, I, <laughs> <laughs> I would too. My husband once um, had a, a bank teller when he was pay- putting my my paycheck in the bank um, say, "Oh, your wife writes like a two year old." <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> and uh, he he laughed, and this other teller, because we live in a, in a small town, gasped and turned around and whispered, "His wife's blind." And then she got all flustered and embarrassed and said, oh, I'm sorry. And he says, no, she does. But it's always the same scribble. (laughs) Well, it could have been worse. He could have said, you're robbing the cradle. What did you do, marry a (laughs) two-year-old? He got enough of that when we got engaged. The jeweler made him go back three times and come back with the ring size that I showed him. Oh, yeah, right. Because my my hands are are long, but they're very slender, and so I think it was a size three and a half. And he couldn't believe that anyone needed a wedding ring that size. Well, I, I, I the the point is what you made at the end. You express the thanks, and wh- wh- whatever way works best for you, and uh, you know. I, I, I'm probably more likely to call people on the phone and just, just talk to them because I think it's more personal and stuff. But, uh, yeah. I mean, but, I mean, but, I mean, back in the day, I, I mean, back in the sighted world, back when I was growing up, you better have a daggum written note, or man, you were going to be banished to the depths of hell for not writing a thank you note. 
but uh, I mean, I mean that. I mean that's yeah. obviously changed. That that's yeah. changed, but uh, but that's I mean, what I was talking about with the beginning. You know. Oh yeah. How it oh yeah. Started. Exactly. It was yeah. mortifying. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, yeah. even when people send gift cards or checks to young people, they don't get thanks back. Yeah. We were always yeah. taught that if if someone gave us money, we would write back and say, yeah. "Oh, I bought this," and we're so excited. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So you've experienced that, Deanna, that it's not. It's not done. People don't acknowledge anything. I don't think people do. That's why I signed up for Facebook, because I never knew what was going on in the young people's lives in my family, because I wasn't in their circle. (laughs) Right. I thought it was really fun when my 12-year-old granddaughter uh, friended me on on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you really want me to see what's on your page? Yay! <laughs> yeah. Well, my daughter's right. Thank you. Know they, they, I mean, you know, I, we because... we always had to write a thank you note, but I can still print if I really, really think about it. And my husband had seen some of it. He said, "I can't believe you can still do that." I said, don't talk to me while I'm doing this. I can't do two <laughs> things at one time. But, you know, it's not it's not something that I would write in a thank you note. So, um, and I, I don't know. I just don't like the idea of sending, for me, I don't like sending an email thank you. I think that's kind of impersonal. So when Sandy died a couple years ago, I had all these thank yous to do. So I thought, well... Let's make it easy. So I picked up the phone and I called each one. I said, you know, writing thank you notes isn't my strong suit, but I wanted to let you know how much whatever you did, how much I appreciated it. And I figured that that way it was a little more personal to me than an email. And it got um, the task that was really a very not a very pleasant task over more quickly than if I had someone um, to dictate thank you notes to. Yeah. So um, it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Mary, did you? Well, <clears throat> I, I have written thank yous in an email but not texting i think texting is about the tackiest you right can do. if you can't <laughs> if you can't at least um write an email i like alan's suggestions and sally's that sally right um, that yeah. you know, just call, pick yeah. the phone and call. And that might be even the best of all. <clears throat> I was taught always to write a thank you note. You know, practically before the gift was unwrapped, and um, I get so aggravated with my grandchildren. I actually aggravated with my children because. They were brought up being reminded to write a thank you note. 
and they don't do that to their own kids. So I wind up saying, oh, did did such and such granddaughter get her her present to me? Oh, yeah, I, I, I better I better remind her to write a thank you note. And then she never does. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when when I said my kids do, I meant to my adult children writing thank you notes to other people, but with the grandchildren, same situation. That's yeah. Um, and Abby, did you? I don't want to cut anybody oh, off. Oh you, no, you didn't. Um, you haven't. But you know, my feeling on texting and you know whether to text or email, you know, it's the same way as when you get a gift. It's the thought that counts. When you get a gift, it may not be something you want, but still it's a thought that counts. When you get a thank you note, even if it's a text, even if the you know the handwriting's bad or the spelling's bad, it's a thought that counts. And that to me is the most important thing about gift giving and and getting and giving thanks. It's the thought that counts, nothing else. It's a thought that counts. And if they give them something you like, great. But you know, at least they had the they they had the consideration to just think of giving you something. That's what's important. And when you get a, a, a thank you note on via text, it's the same thing. They had the forethought to to at least thank you one way or another. And so I don't find texting tacky at all. I think it would be really um, a great project for one of the uh, really. The writers that we know who write a lot of technical, and yeah, I know I do, but I don't. I'm, I, I don't mean me. Um, I don't want to, but for somebody to to write, um, you know, some easy instructions for how to uh, how to accomplish that task for those, you know, who want to send physical paper and cards and so forth. Um, I've thought, I've looked at, you know, I have new printers now and I've thought with my new printers, it might actually be pretty simple. I just haven't done it. But um, I remember building a bunch of uh, templates and writing about it where you would, because the old inkjet printers, you could only put eight and a half by 11 paper in them. And now, you know, there are little sliders that you can slide to different sizes but I had all these templates that we build up where we put layers, multiple layers of tape surrounding uh, a piece of, you know, say four by six paper or five by eight paper. And you would lay the, I would lay the single, but I had to really want to send somebody a personal note to do that, you know, because it, it was elaborate. But um, I, I think I'm going to, suggest that to Judy Dixon or Anna Dressner that somebody, unless anybody here has a burning desire to really sort it out and write instructions. No. I'm up to my nose and book promotion and blog posts and I don't have time. <laughs> I think there is a way to block out like an eight and a half by 11 inch sheet. Mm -hmm. And, um, and have it print and add a picture and all of that stuff. I remember taking it in a class in Word because right. they wanted mm -hmm. us to add a picture to an article and do various things like that in that class. But it, 
Um, I wonder if, if David Kingsbury's book on, on. Hey, Alan, that's yeah. that kind of thing in it. Um, if not, maybe he would be the one that that's you could a good idea. contact because, you know, dividing it into quadrants with a photograph or a picture on the front and uh-huh. then folding it with that quadrant, you know, to come out as the front piece. So we would have to print it as the lower uh, right-hand corner section right. Right. and then fold it in half from top, bringing the top down to the bottom behind right. and then folding it in half again. Right. And that would put the photograph on the, on the front and then you'd have to figure out how to get your printing to come out in the upper left-hand corner upside down. <laughs> so, yeah, you, right. you know, yeah, it, I, I, I'm, it, I'm following you. Yeah, it could be so, done. Well, I know that Alan is reading the book because you've written some stuff about the book that's been very useful. So um, maybe you could, you know, let it post a writer's retreat. Uh if you find out that it's in there and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, and, and I guess I, I'm going to sound like an old Grinch, I guess, and stuff. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of like Abby, you know, if you can, to me, the words that, that, that you come with, up with are a lot more important than, than whatever kind of medium you choose. And, and I realize you, you have to, the recipient, you got to factor, you know, you got to factor the recipient in on, on how they're going to think about it and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but, you, but, you know, to, to me, if you can come up with, I mean, the words are the first and foremost thing. If, and if you can't express your depth of gratitude with the right words anyway, I mean, uh, I, I, I would be, uh, and this is me. I mean, personally, I'd be, I'd be just as happy getting, well, of course, I mean, I, I don't care about fancy cards and stuff because I can't see them and stuff. But uh, uh, so, you know, I guess that's neither here nor there. But uh, 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 I, I would just I would hate to have somebody that would have to that that thing Deanna was talking about. They used to have software that would let you do stuff for uh, to, you know, to, to print on a piece of paper. You could fold it different ways, and, of course. But it wasn't it, you know, it wasn't for the visually impaired. I mean, you, you needed sight probably. I'm sure the software wasn't accessible. And following the daggum instructions wouldn't be accessible either, more than likely. But mm-hmm. uh, well, I just I, remember it, writing a poem and then putting a, a picture of a Christmas stocking on the on the other side of the page. As one of my assignments was to to um, write something and then add a, a, a relevant picture. So I right. think I I did right. that one from the the uh, poem I wrote about. Um, uh, guide a guide dog writing a, a note before Christmas to explain how stressful Christmas was for dogs. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I, I would almost recommend rather than spending, you know, a, you know, a day trying to print out something nice and neat, print, <laughs> exactly. print something on a, a, a print something on, 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 on a, a half a sheet of paper at the top and find a nice sticker to put on it to, to make it look nice. If you want to dress it up and stuff, but you know, yeah. I, 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 I mean, cause yeah, but uh, I, I mean, think you're right. That's yeah, some I mean, of what they've been doing in the card making classes is, um, you know, with the die cutting machine and all of those, you cut out right. various things out of colored paper and you assemble your own card. Right. Okay. Right. Then yeah. it could 
then it could be yeah. printed with a, with you know um it's kind of the some of the scrapbooking um, yeah okay okay I'm, I'm sorry Deanna but I'm gonna mm-hmm. cut you off because yeah, we've, yeah, we've yeah. gone too far afield and yeah, yeah. um mm-hmm. Abby has patiently been waiting and she has to leave a little bit early to say what do yes. you so so Abby I'm gonna call on you next to read your story sure, but what are you what are you gonna what are you going to sing for uh, karaoke tonight, by the I'm way? I'm going to, well, since with St. Patrick's Day coming up, I'm singing Danny Boy. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yes. Oh. Yes. I, I probably won't catch it, but I will try. I will try. Well, you can tune oh. in ACV Media 5. Yeah. So if you want to just have it on in the background, and I don't know when exactly I'll be singing. You know, I send my songs in early. They have to know in advance. But they try to, I think, depending on what the song is, they try to put them in a certain order. And so most of the time I'm closer to the end because sometimes I pick, you know, lighter, you know, softer, slower songs. So we'll have to see. So it might be kind of late. But anyway. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. So well, let's hear your my, story. Yes, exactly. All right. This is called Grandma's Secret Recipes. Grandma, these cookies are delicious, said Jackie. I wish you'd give me the recipe, not that I'd have time to make them. Now, dear, said Marjorie, you know I don't give my recipes to anyone. They're secret recipes. Let's talk about you. How's your publishing job going? Great, answered Jackie. Next week, I'm going on a book tour with Stephanie Galloway. You've heard of her new book, her new novel, Passion in the Night, haven't you? I think it's going to make the bestseller list this year. Jackie, you know I don't like that kind of book, but I'm happy for you all the same. They chatted a while longer before Jackie glanced at her watch and leaped to her feet. Oh, gosh, I'm going to be late. Thanks for lunch. Oh, Grandma, I ate all your cookies. I probably gained 10 pounds. Marjorie laughed. If it'll make you feel any better, there weren't very many cookies in the jar. That's good to know, said Jackie with a smile. But I guess this means you'll have to make more cookies. It's too bad I I can't stick around and watch you. By the way, you haven't forgotten Dad's birthday party on Friday, have you? Of course not, said Marjorie. I'm bringing my homemade potato salad. That's another recipe I want. I know, I know. It's a secret recipe. I'll see you later, Grandma. Marjorie chuckled as her granddaughter hurried out the door. I guess it's time to make more cookies, she said as she rose to her feet. She picked up the empty cookie jar and carried it to the kitchen. She set it on the counter and opened a cabinet door above her. Here we are, Grandma's chocolate chip cookies, she said as she emptied the contents of a bag into the jar. Now I must make my grocery list. She sat at the kitchen table with a pad and pencil, 
Let's see. I need potato salad for Charles's birthday party. Wilson's Market has made such yummy mustard potato salad for years. My family has always loved it. The end. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, Mar Marjorie's family's taste buds are substandard, though. They're obviously <laughs> not from the South, but they know that the cookies came out of a bag. But uh, but anyway, it was funny. Yeah, so, so, but <laughs> well, years ago, I started reading this book by Paula Dean called It's All About the Cooking. And right. one of the things she said that the decided to, that that was why I was getting one cassette. One of the things that she said that decided to put that book back in the box and send it back to the library right away was you do not use store-bought potato salad. I thought, All okay, right. that's it. I'm not reading any further. That's it. <laughs> so Abby, I, I have a I have a question um that is about writing actually the note that you sent me you said it was flash fiction. I yes. Don't really understand what is flash. What, flash fiction flash is it's less than a, it's it's um, less than a thousand words usually, and some some okay. uh, some publishers have different word limits for flash flash fiction. I just sent this one to the Wyoming Writers Contest, and their limit is eight hundred words. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Um, you know, it's one of those terms that people have been throwing around. Lately, right, right. Um, and, and another total side note that I want to say I don't know if anybody else here is a fan of Lorelai King reading the Janet Ivanovich Stephanie Plum series, but um, Abby's grandma voice was sounded just like Lorelai King's grandma Mazer. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've, I've, I've heard Lorelai King read and read stuff. I think you know, because I, I get audible books and she's read some of those books and she might have read some of those been on part. So yeah, I think that's what I what I mastered that voice after. <laughs> yes, it was a very it was a very good grandma voice. I have to agree. Oh, thank so you. Nice thank nicely you. done. Yeah. So. Thank you. Mm. But back to the story itself in terms of um I mean it was it was cute and the 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 dialogue was pretty good. I um I'm kind of with Alan. I don't really, I know, you know, I can't say that. I can't say people would know for sure. I know that I cheated once with, um, I made some, uh, I, I was kind of experimenting. I'd read in Consumer Reports an article where they compared chocolate chip cookie dough. And I had never, at the time, I had never used ready-made chocolate chip cookie dough. So I decided to conduct my own little experiment and I bought a few different kinds and I tried it. I bought this cookie dough from Trader Joe's. Those cookies were so good. There weren't very many of them. It doesn't make very many, but everybody who ate them said they were the best. So I didn't tell. I <laughs> well, well Schwan, uh, Schwan has cookie dough and I used to make him make cookies with that right frequently when Bill was alive because he loved the chocolate chip cookies. Uh -huh. and, and oatmeal cookies. So I used to make those, but I've never yeah. cooked, done much cooking, you know, otherwise. And it's a funny thing about potato salad. One time um, I was going to a party and of course I didn't, I've never, didn't, never made potato salad and I really don't want to take the time to, to do it myself. So I bought 
a local market had some, it was a deviled egg potato salad. And I bought it, I bought some. And so, but they only had it in like one pound containers. And so I need more if I was taking it to a party. So I, I got two one pound containers and I decided to put it, to, instead of carrying two, you know, the one of the one pound plastic containers, I thought I'll just dump, I'll just consolidate and put them into a Tupperware dish. And I, you know, it looked so good. I thought, you know what? I wonder if I could pass this off as my own. But when I got to the party and one lady said, oh, this has uh, potato skins in it. I'm not too sure about this. And I said, okay, better not, better tell the truth. Well, it came from a, it came from Stop and Shop. <laughs> it's not mine. <laughs> it's definitely not okay. my potato salad. <laughs> yeah, eat, eat the potato skins and be quiet, you old bags. What I'd have said, well, yeah, so, I, whatever. I yeah, so. Well, this, you know, this was the host at the party, and you know she's just been nice enough to give me. This is our range writers group, and she's been nice enough to give me rides to our meeting. So I don't want to burn bridges. So. No, no, yeah, that's that's that's, wonder, that's that's prudent. Yeah, so I wonder what others. Well, it turned out to be well. You know title, what? Oh, man, story. Uh, yeah, I um, I probably read too much crime fiction because I didn't write when she approached the cupboard. I knew, I think about then what was going to happen. But what I thought throughout the story was that there was something in the cookies that was affecting the behavior of oh. the granddaughter. <laughs> oh my because gosh. She, because she, well, because she had so much arrogance. And I thought, <laughs> I thought we were going to find out that there was a humility herb or something in there. <laughs> so, yeah. So, well, I, no, I was, anyway. I was next, flipping next we try grandma's brownies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking, Sally. Yeah. <laughs> when Deborah said there that, I, that's yeah. what I thought was Grandma's using marijuana in her cookies. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. there you go. I, I, you know, I never. That's that's an interesting angle. I wrote this years ago, and I don't know that I'd heard of marijuana brock brownies back then. But I was inspired to write this because my own grandmother would not give away her potato salad recipe. And one time, I got some potato salad from a market that tasted just like grandma's. And I thought, hmm. But then mm. I, she wouldn't have because it, it, the market had just opened. And so there was no way that she, you know, because she had been making that potato salad for years. And then my cousins had said that once they saw her actually making it. So, but that's kind of where I got, that's what inspired the story. I hadn't even oh, thought about okay. marijuana brownies. That's interesting. Right. I want to move on, but. Um, it would be timely is what I'm thinking. Because. Okay. All of those marijuana brownie makers <laughs> are now grannies. <laughs> and and Mary, I'm not uh, I'm not meaning to um, to uh, torture you. Well, but thanks thanks everybody for your feedback. I'm going to take yeah. off, and I'll see y'all next month, if not sooner. Good, good luck with your good song. Night. Yeah. Oh, good thank luck. you. Good luck. Thank you. Uh, okay. All right. So, um, Deanna. <laughs> okay we're this ready was for mine. your story i, yeah, I actually my... was, ca was calling on mary in case she had anything to say for abby but abby's gone so yeah. <laughs> so mary <Yeah>. did you <laughs> oh i just told her that i thought it was cute right you know as soon as she got finished i thought i that was my impression it's a cute story yeah that's all 
Yeah, it was cute. Okay, let's hear Deanna's. Oh, so Alan, you're going to queue up Alexa? <laughs> what? Never. What? Uh- Oh, do, do, do we want to hear the love and spoonful sing? Uh, do you believe in magic? I uh, was just kidding. But just like <laughs> one little teeny weeny frame. I think it'd be great because it's a short story. One teeny weeny little bit of it. Alexa, play Do You Believe in Magic by the Love and Spoonful. <laughs> Here's Do You Believe in Magic by the Love and Spoonful. Oh, everybody's. Oh, we got it in stereo. Outstanding. Okay, that's enough. Alexa, stop. <laughs> okay. I didn't mean to set yours off. Sorry about that. <laughs> Alexa, stop. If we had Larry Gassman here, we could yeah, we could we, really jazz we, it. Yeah, anyway. we had we had Mary San and, and Alan's going. Oh, was that Mary's that was going? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Did, did I anyway. set yours off or did you set yours off? You did. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I wasn't I, paying. Okay. Sorry about that. That's okay. It was it was entertaining. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> my, my home team keeping me supported. Okay. Do you believe early one June afternoon, three small girls sat on the steps of a two-story house in the middle of the block. The old neighborhood of working class homes drowsed in afternoon sunshine. Most of the houses needed paint and the cars parked along the street or in the graveled drives looked tired and worn. Louisa Mary Leduski Bones was a thin girl of seven with perpetually skinned knees. Paula Skiba Buttons had coarse, straight black hair that was her mother's despair. No matter how carefully she rolled it up on plastic curlers each Saturday night by the end of Sunday mass, it straggled down like the mane of an ill-kept Shetland pony. Bows, nicknamed for the ribbons tying the ends of her long, dark braids, was the smallest of the three girls. She sat on the bottom step of her grandmother's house, drawing circles in the dirt with her big toe of one grubby bare foot. Do you believe in magic? She asked. Nope, answered Bones. My ma says that you spit in one hand and wish in the other and see which one fills up the fastest. Buttons chewed meditatively on a grass stem before giving her considered opinion. I think if you pray and light a candle, you can sometimes get stuff you really want. But I don't guess that's magic. My mama says God sometimes says no, but he always listens. My mom reads me books at bedtime like Peter Pan and stories about fairies and stuff like that, Bose explained. If magic was real and you could rub a magic lamp and get wishes, what would you wish for, do you think? Bones looked shyly down and said, I'd wish that I was pretty like you, Bose. When teachers... 
Even teachers smile when they see you. Old Mrs. Whitaker doesn't think you are going to do something bad like pick her flowers just because you're standing there looking at them. Button's black eyes sparkled. I'd want curly hair that wouldn't always be falling in my eyes, she said decisively. And I'd like to travel around and see new places. What would you wish for, Bose? I don't know. Sometimes I think I would like to go someplace where you can read lots and lots of books and stop to go to bed if you didn't want to. Then I could get really smart and I could get a good job so my mom wouldn't have to work so hard to take care of us. Ten years flew by and three young women sat on the porch swing in the shade. It's all going to be different after graduation, mourned Paula. Her shoe button black eyes rested on the slender girl on her left. Lou smiled and ran a graceful long-fingered hand through the froth of permed black curls, framing her friend's wistful pixie face. Yes, things will change, but not everything. When I get settled in New York, you can visit and you know I'll write and tell all about everything. We'll keep in touch and always be best friends. Tell her, Dee. The petite girl on the other end of the swing jumped to her feet to gather her two friends in a group hug. Of course, I'll, we'll both write. And with Lou in New York working for the modeling agency and meet in California at college, you'll be able to visit both ends of the country whenever you want. Greyhound does those long distance ticket deals all the time. It's all good, you silly. We've been best friends since we were little, and we will always be. That hasn't changed, and it won't, if we work to keep it that way. Come on, let's see if Grandma has any iced tea. From the green depths of the oak tree in the front yard, a small, wizened face smiled. Very godmother's would have a place in the world as long as little girls dreamed and believed hard enough in their dreams. And that's the story. I, I like it as much as I did the first time I heard it a couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's a light piece, but... I really haven't had it published anywhere, so I just wanted to run it past to see. I think I it's really sweet. I just love the wizened face. It just, yeah. Yeah. Well, the best part, in a way, I mean, in going back to the title, is that, honestly, when I read the ending, first I thought it was the grandmother, because it's right after, let's see if grandmother has iced tea. And then I thought, oh, no. It's supposed to be the fairy godmother. And then I thought, well, which is it? And that's kind of what makes it so good. <laughs> it makes the title so appropriate. I like it. Yeah. I like, um, I like the descriptions of the environment, too. 
there's just enough to put you there. It's it's not elaborate detail, but it's just enough to put you in that in that setting. Well, I wanted to make the girls seem like real little girls with bare feet and dirty toes and <laughs> skin and knees. Skin and and knees. Yeah, all yeah. the things that make up little girls playing on a summer day. Yeah. And your your, I mean, your audio narration of the little girls' voices was just spot on. So, I mean, I, yeah, I know this is a writing critique, but uh, uh, you know, uh, you've already. You already sound yourself like you're about 14, but when you do like a seven-year-old, it was even, it was even better. So uh, that was nicely done. So. <laughs> so. Now, I, 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 and it, I'm only male here and I'm ignorant, so I, I may have missed part of it. So how – they're real little at the beginning. They're, they're the three friends. Now, how old are they supposed to be at the end there? 17 or 18. There. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're well, we're getting ready to go to college. One of them's getting ready to go to college, right? And then the right. Other one of them's yeah. going to do yeah. Okay. All right. So All right. it said 10 years, you know, flew past. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. I missed that. So, and I'm assuming that the, that, that the one called Bose is because of the ribbons in her hair, not because she's got a, uh, a high end uh, audio uh, system. No. So, right, okay, right, it says okay. that. Chris, yeah, different yeah, spelling. I, 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 I thought I heard, I thought I heard yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a okay. different okay. spelling, too. Uh, right, you, right, right. You just, you just couldn't resist getting that. I, I, I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. Yeah, getting, going yeah, going yeah, back yeah, to the music theme that we started. Yeah, with. It, yes. <laughs> sorry. Sorry about that. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's really, it's really sweet. I really yeah. like it. Well, I may yeah. put it together with a couple of others and see if I can put together a children's book of um, urban fairy tales, maybe. Oh, nice. mm. oh. Because, you know, the magic is out there. It's just not easily detected these days. <laughs> right. Right. No th- right. So I think yeah. it would go well with my wishing well story about the the sprite in the city fountain. Yeah, I, maybe you'll share that one with us next time, or just post it to Writers yeah. Retreat because I don't know it. I haven't. It. Well, it's one of my favorites because I wrote it and was thinking about my grandmother, who's a lot like Louisa May's grandmother. That it has no patience with um, <laughs> with people who are always whining and wishing for things they could have if they'd put some effort into it. Oh, true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. So, perfect timing. Does anybody else have any comments for Deanna or comments about life or anything else before we say au revoir? Well, I wanted to say that um, one of my earliest stories, the um, the um, different, um, is, is the title first appeared in our special in a writing contest years ago. And oh. I wrote it for my youngest daughter because she was in, um, starting kindergarten. And then she was in first grade. And 
she was homesick. And I wrote it because I was concerned about um, whether she would have the same degree of uneasiness about having me come to school because I wasn't like other mothers. And my older daughter always hated when I got when we got stared at when we were out in public, you know. And I asked her once, "Well, do you think it's because of my guide dog?" Or and she said, "I don't care, Mama. If they're scaring at me because I was taking her to the health department to have her." chicken pox um, approved as no longer active so that she could go back to school, even though she was in the healing process. And um, so I needed a note from the health department to say that she was no longer infectious. And so she said, I don't care if it's because of your dog or my, <laughs> my chicken pox scabs. <laughs> yeah, I just hate it. So I wrote that story um, to um, was, talk it, about, was it written as fiction or nonfiction? It was a it was a fictional story about a little girl who was concerned about her mother coming okay. to school for the Halloween carnival. Was a real witch. I wonder why I don't remember reading. So, what year was that? Oh, been? it was a long time ago. I've still got the copy up on my shelf. But um, Jean Neal was the editor. Mm -hmm that time and right. she liked it so much she said i'm giving you back the copyright because i think you need to find a place to have it published right, right. so did you try um it rattled around forever and i um when we were first starting the writers party line group um uh -huh. i sent it into the group and um the editor of it at that time um chose it um, from our first 18 months of work to make that first anthology. Okay. I, I asked what year because I just, it surprises me that I don't remember reading it. Um, well, they only had that writing contest one time that I was aware of while I was still getting. Uh -huh. Yeah. Cause I mean, long time ago, I used to read. And the other thing I wondered about was if I if I knew you, yeah, I can't remember when we started writing those letters. But well, I think we met at Ski for Light for one thing, but I'm not sure if we knew each other before that or not. Oh yeah, we wrote we wrote letters when our kids were little. Yeah, um, that could have been when um, that gal Barbara something from Arizona mm -mm, had the parenting group. You don't remember this? We wrote real mm -hmm. letters. 11, you wrote on 11 by 11 paper. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. I remember being in, in a group and um, that's where no, I met Brenda. Was, I remember no, Brenda just, Dillon. Yeah. No, this was just you and me. It was long mm. before Barbara's group. Mm. Yeah, it was probably five to 10 years before Barbara's group. I'm crushed. You don't remember. I've always said that's how, that's how I knew you. I, <laughs> well, I, don't, I, wrote a, I wrote a lot of letters to a lot of people. Over the wow. Years. I'm crushed. Were there any thank you notes? <laughs> what? I asked you want to know if, we exchanged uh, any thank you notes. <laughs> I said, were there any thank you notes? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah no, they weren't thank you notes. They were yes. like 10,000 letters. They were yeah. like newsy, newsy notes yeah. letters. And um, 
you were out of the Peace Corps, but you were re- recently enough out of the Peace Corps that you talked about it a lot. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Well, my my first daughter was born when we were in Samoa. Uh-huh. And yeah. so, and then two years later was her sister. I guess my letters weren't very interesting. <laughs> no, I do remember you talking about um, uh, your daughter, Melinda. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do remember that, you know, but I don't remember that because, as I said, I used to write to anybody that wrote to me, and I don't know how we would have gotten connected. I think you, I don't know, I think you wrote to me first. I think it might have been from something that you had written that I was responding in, to in maybe. dialogue, maybe could be because I wrote for dialogue too. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, I'm. I, I'll. I'll just pick myself up, dust myself off, and try not to be traumatized. I mean, you. You didn't think. I mean, I'm sure that when we met at Ski for Light, yeah, we referred to those days. Like I, possibly, I know but, we did. But darling, I'm 73, and I'm lucky. Lucky if I remember why I went into a room these days. <laughs> well, there's that. There's that. <laughs> But, okay. All right. Okay. Mary, do you still remember me? (laughs) Oh, Mary, are you there? I think Mary's still here. There's five people here. She's muted. She's she's muted. Sorry, I was muted. I was muted. (laughs) You were muted. muted. I was muted because I didn't know if Dora was going to be vocalizing again um do you remember that we that you and i wrote letters a long time ago <laughs> we taped you and i taped <laughs> yeah. so I, I i wanted to tell you i need to go because i'm fading and we've got the the um or was sally gonna read did we get it get through everybody yes yes yeah, okay. Sally yeah. was okay. going to read, but she didn't get it done. <laughs> so yes. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go because I got I'm going to church tomorrow and and I'm gonna lose an hour's sleep. So oh, that's right. We, yeah. It's yeah. all right. We all must go. We went get over some rest. I should have all right. I should have stopped the recording five minutes ago and I yeah. no, forgot, it was fine. So. This is the best part. That's all right. Thank- <laughs> Thanks, thanks okay, for letting me so, crash your party. So, so now right. the whole world will know that Deanna doesn't remember me. Like oh, Deborah, stop that. <laughs> well, I did remember Melinda. <laughs> so it's okay. yeah, probably was when it was happening, the, the exchange of letters. Um, yeah. Because I was a stay-at-home mom at that time. So, right. you know, I did... I did write to people, and but I've always done that. <laughs> yeah, I don't even yeah. remember my name, so we're going to give her a pass. Yeah, so I remember. <laughs> it's it's weird though that I remember so vividly that you wrote on big paper because I didn't I didn't like it then. I don't like big paper. I didn't like it then, and I don't like it now. But I can still see those letters in my in my brain. Anyway, it's probably okay. what it's I had. <laughs> it's, it's been fun and um, good writing. And Sally, I hope we'll hear something from you next time. And um, uh, thank you. Thank you, I Alan, just want to start a mystery in the morning, but uh, of a group. 
And if anybody wants to come to Banquet of Books tomorrow, it's at 5 p.m. Eastern. If anybody comes to that, I think a couple of y'all come sometimes. Yeah, I do. Usually. Yeah, I do. All right. Well, everybody take care and stay safe. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Night, Sally, Sally.